In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, we just heard two Gospels today, uh, the Gospel for Theophany and the Gospel for the Sunday after Theophany. And I want to talk this morning briefly, it's a long service this morning with the blessing of the waters as well, but just briefly give you a quick overview from Christmas to the Sunday after um, Epiphany. St. Ephraim the Syrian said this, Our Lord Jesus Christ appeared to us from the Father's loins, came and led us out of darkness and illumined us with his glorious light. He's talking about the nativity here. The, the night of the nativity has revealed this to us. If God could become a man, it is only because man's stature is such that he is able to unite to God unite with God, to become one with him and to rise up to the heights of God-manhood. Isn't that wonderful? That's why God came. Saint, uh, Saint um, Ephraim is saying here that he wouldn't have come if it was totally impossible for us to become God-like, Christ-like, united with God. He wouldn't have come. But the fact that he came means that we have the potential to do that and the potential is in, in, response, in our response to God, here and now. And so St. Ephraim is talking about light coming into the world on that first Christmas. And then we have the baptism of Christ, and that is a further sort of outpouring of light, because at the baptism we find out that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. We get more information about who he is. He is the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. And then yesterday, we, um, we had um, some baptisms. And those who were baptized, we talk about them being illumined with the light of Christ. And then today, we have the Sunday after, uh, the gospel for the Sunday after Epiphany, and we find that Jesus is going out into uh, Naphtali, uh, the land of Naphtali, and the other one I can't remember. Um, Zebulun. Zebulun, thank you. Zebulun, thank you very, very much. And they were going to experience the light of God there as well as he moved into that area. And then we come to here today, uh, and we find that uh, that light of Christ has come all the way to Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Isn't that amazing? What a journey over 2,000 years, how that light has gone from that first Christmas right down to where we are here and now. Marvelous. Wonderful. I said to those who were baptized yesterday that um, in Psalm 2, verse 7, we read there that... Um, uh, you are my son. It says, uh, you are my son. I make you my son. And David seems more excited about being a son than being the king. And really, there's nothing more exciting to be than the son of God. And those of us who have been baptized into the church, there is nothing more exciting than to be a son of God. And notice I'm not saying actually daughters there, because we are actually sons of God, all of us. We're all equal on this one, uh, because we are baptized into Christ, who is the Son of God. So we become 
sons of God too. And we all have that experience of his light. Isn't that amazing? So the, the only reason we're here today, even if we're not baptized yet, is because the light, of, the light of Christ has been trying to shine through to us. And that's what's drawing us into the church. There is a problem, though. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You'll hear that later in the liturgy today. Look out for it. Incredible words. But three verses later, it says this. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So why hasn't this light sort of flooded into every part of every culture in this world? You know, at Christmas, I happened to see the ABC News that night. And do you know what their message was that night on the ABC News? That domestic violence increases at Christmas. What? Where's the joy in that? That's the wrong message. It's not light. That's darkness. And our media is pushing this out. When I was in Cyprus 20-so years ago now, I couldn't believe it. We were there in the Easter season, and the news came on, and they started off with Christos Anesti. I went, what? Because you never hear that in the West. But that's an Orthodox country, and the light is still there, coming through in the media, and I hope it's still coming through in the media in Cyprus, but it was coming through when I was there 20 years ago. So there is something which is stopping the light getting out. If you've been uh, listening to the news, you'll be hearing something going around at the moment. They're talking about a great reset. Has anybody heard of this? The great reset. It's uh, they want to make everything more green, they want to make everything more equal. Personally, my own feeling is that this will be a great upset, not a great reset. The great reset has actually started. It started 2,000 years ago. It started when Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30 when he went out into Naphtali and Zebulon and he had a message and the message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. And that is light. That is light. Repent. Stop walking away from God. Start walking towards God. So we need to, all of us, examine ourselves. Is there any area in our life where we're walking away from God? Because that's darkness. We're walking towards darkness. We need to turn and make sure we're walking towards God to experience the full light that he wants us to experience. Now, it's interesting that uh, Jesus had the same message as St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist also came saying, repent. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? A preacher like myself, if I'm a true preacher, I'm not giving you my opinions. Oh, I did give you one before about the great um, upset. <laughs> but really, if I'm truly preaching, I'm actually giving you a message from God. That's true preaching. If it's not from God, then it's not preaching. 
Now, as we listen, there's a lot of confusion at the moment, and I want to address this issue because St. John and Jesus had the same message, so they were both preaching from God, the message of God. There's a lot of confusion at the moment about whether we should wear, wear masks, whether we should uh, distance, whether we should follow the rules of the government, all this sort of stuff. And you listen to Greek priests in Greece, and they're giving a different message to what you hear from the Russian priests in Russia, and they're giving different messages from the Antiochian priests you hear in, in America or whatever. And there's confusion. Now, one thing the Bible says, St. Paul says very clearly, God is not the author of confusion. So what you're listening to is not preaching. What you're listening to is opinions or something that's relevant to that part of the world, to that village or that country. For example, we're just about to do house blessings. And the bishop's given us his blessing to do that. If you're uncertain about having a priest going around all the houses and coming to your house in case he's carrying something, the bishop said, we mustn't judge you or condemn you. And it's okay for you not to do that. And you, we are going to send out a service which you can do in your home with the holy water yourself. All right? But in America, the message is from the bishops there that they're postponing the uh, house blessings. They're actually postponing them because the circumstances there are horrific. The, the people are dying by their thousands from this COVID uh, virus. And so they're postponing their house blessings to try and keep the, the, the spread of the virus down. So can you see what I'm saying here? You listen to a priest in Greece. He sounds a holy man, but he's talking to his village. In the old days, it was very relevant to his village. But now he's on Facebook and you think, I'm in Melbourne. It applies to me. It doesn't. We're in Melbourne. He's in a village in Greece. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's a different message to what you're hearing from our bishop. So how do we cope with this? We listen to our bishop. And what's our bishop saying? Our bishop is saying, at the moment, they're not persecuting us. They're not telling us to stop believing in our faith. Therefore, we will keep the rules that they give us because they are trying their best to stop this virus from spreading and to stop people, especially the people who are in danger, like the elderly and uh, people with other conditions from dying. So that's what, the bishop, that's what our bishop is saying at the moment, the bishop of Antioch in Australia. And that's who we listen to. Don't listen to the Greek priests in the Greek villages in Greece. All right? They, they say some interesting things, and they're very persuasive. They sound very holy, but it's not relevant when it comes to this issue to us who live in Australia, who live in Melbourne, and who are under the Antiochian bishop here in Australia, Metropolitan Basilios. Does that make sense? Yep. So hopefully that will dispel the confusion. And that's why we've been very strict in keeping, this, you know, uh, keeping the rules, um, getting you to sign in, wear the mask, keep your distance, all that sort of thing. Um, all right. Back to uh, the gospel. The Lord, when he was born, did not uh, think it beneath him to lie in a manger. And neither does he think it beneath him to rest in the manger of our souls. In his grace, 
and in his peace, if only we fall down before him in sincere repentance. In other words, we respond to his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. If we do that, he will come to us. So let us draw as close as possible to him the source of divine light that he may enter into our hearts, fill our whole beings, and enlighten our lives. May God help us to do that. Now to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, be ascribed to all might, majesty, dominion, and praise now and forever and to the ages of ages. Amen. And I forgot to say, Christ is baptized. In the Jordan. Thank you.